Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Happy Easter, everyone. I hope you had a good day with your friends and family and your spouse and to all those people that went to church. I hope you got fulfilled of your promise of a of the message. And, and I hope that if you're an atheist, I hope that you're also in contempt of peace. Even though you don't believe in nothing. And I'm a person that believes in something. But I'm a person that don't know what God wants for me. Or I don't know what Jesus wants for me. For me. I really don't. And this is my second time around trying to do this podcast. And I want people to, I want people to, uh, when they listen to this podcast today, this isn't about sports. This isn't about Sean and I yipping yapping about Major League Baseball or Kyrie Irving. This is about my journey. My journey with faith and religion and the whole bet. Now, I'm going to start this podcast by saying that there's a lot of people that want me to go to church. And, and I, think, I think one reason they want me to go to church is because they actually think that I, I don't believe in the higher power or they're afraid that I'm going to be condemned to, de- to death or hell. Or they think that I'm less of a good person for not going to church. Now, I'm going to try to do this within like 24 to 30 minutes of a podcast because I want it just to be on Monday morning for you all to listen to. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. People really do get mad at me for not going to church. And people have been begging me to go to church. But this is what church means to me. I believe a lot of these pastors are like rock star uh, uh, personalities. They're like uh, uh, trying to seek attention people. They want people to look at them. They want people to think they're wisdom. They're the wise. They want them to be acknowledged them as an important person. They want people to notice them because they would never notice when they were not pastors and preachers. These are the guys that were never good at school and sports. These are the guys that were never good and were popular, being popular. These are the guys that everyone ignored in their classroom, in their high school classroom, in their high college classroom, and said, one day, you know what? I'm going to be a preacher because I want to spread the word of God. But in reality, I want them to pay attention to me because I need them to give me that special moment that I am important. That's what preachers and priests and bishops remind me of. How many times can you go to church on Easter or Christmas? And not hear the same message. We all know, if you're a Christian, you all know that Jesus Christ resurrected on the third day. And Easter is a Sunday, so Jesus resurrected on a Sunday. We all know that. But most of us don't understand what good virtue means. Good being a good person, having a character of being a good person. Morality, 
in justice and for all. I think sometimes people think I should go to church because they think I'm going to meet a special girl there. I'm going to tell you something. I'll tell you a sad story. I think I said this a little bit before. So one girl I met from middle class. And I remember when I was in middle class, I kind of liked her. And I bought a pop. Butter pop. And I knew that her favorite pop or soda that she liked was Sunkiss. An orange Sunkiss. I gave it to her. Put it in her locker. And when everyone saw me do that, they all laughed. And then that girl, middle class, she laughed too. So my ego went from 80% down to 30%. Or my confidence went from 90% to 20%. So, so you have to understand that. I was brought up in the Christian school system. So all these Christian kids should be nice. It's not true. That's not true one bit. It's a fake. It's phony. Then I met then I met this girl that I met in pre-K. And then we met back in high school. And we 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 had a good chemistry going. But I could never take her on a date. I didn't have my license. I was delinquent in every aspect of learning disability. So all those people out there who are listening to this first podcast, I was a person with a physical disability. I have some form of cerebral palsy, stroke. My left arm looks like this limp. It just looks bad. I walk with a limp. It just looks, it doesn't look healthy. So here I'm meeting this girl for the second time in my life, and we met in elementary school, and we both went to different uh, schools in junior high, and we met it back in high school. And as failure to develop as a man, it's very, very crushing for any boy to turn into a man. So if you have kids, if you have a boy with a physical disability, I pray to God that you know what you're doing. I really do. Because it's crushing. Because when I realized that I was never going to be able to financially support myself and my spouse, my, my spirituality and my hope of finding someone of the opposite sex as a mate really shrunk to absolutely nothing. It's something that you have to understand. For boys, it's very important for them to understand that as they get older, subconsciously they know that they have to be primarily the person that has to carry on the family gene. Okay? So, here I am. I'm in, I'm in high school. I meet this girl. We click. I don't have my license. She wonders why I'm not really talking to her. She thinks I'm being a prick. And then 
And then graduation happens. And then I finally have the balls to go talk to her and, like, ask her on a date. Because my senior year in high school, I finally have a car. I finally have a license. But I wait so long, so long to even talk to her that that by the time I talk to her, the past is already the past. It's something she told me. The past is in the past. It's true. So it doesn't matter if she was really my soulmate or not. It's just a missed opportunity. But you have to understand that with boys or men or guys who are disabled, and this is what this podcast is really for, for men who are disabled, for actually men with birth defects. We are a missing breed of people. We are not talked to. We are not paid attention to. We are totally ignored by any aspect of society. No one pays attention to us. No one does. We do not exist. So here she told me the past in the past. You know, it was really crushing. And I'm not going to say her name. But she did teach me a good lesson. And I knew she liked me. And I knew she was physically attracted to me. And, you, and as guys, you just know. You, 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 ju- you just know. You just know that, oh, man, this girl really likes me. I get it. And you don't need all those little quirky signs that TikTok uh, uh, people tell you, oh, she leans in or she plays with her hair or she does that. It, sometimes that doesn't even have to happen. It's that eye, the twinkle in, in, in her eye or she giggles at your stupid jokes. Or she says something that you think is funny, and then you both laugh about something stupid. That's how you know. It's not always about, oh, she's playing with her hair. Oh, she's leaning in. Sometimes that doesn't even happen. It doesn't. But she did teach me a good lesson. The lesson in life, she did teach me the best lesson in the world. No matter how much she likes you, no matter how much she wants you, doesn't matter if she thinks you're the best man in the whole world just for her. She doesn't have to date you. She doesn't have to marry you. She doesn't have to see you. She doesn't have to acknowledge you. It's her little secret. She taught me that. The best lesson I ever learned from anybody was from a girl that I really liked. And she prepared me she almost prepared me for my own reasoning and understanding of what and how relationships really work. It's not always about love and giggles and, oh, this is my soulmate, and I love her, and we love each other, and we're both Christians, or we're both Jews, or we're both Muslims. This is true love and we're going to make things happen because love can conquer all no no it doesn't you know what it's funny it's funny that it's funny to talk about this because when i keep telling the people 
And people keep telling me, I should go to church. That's where you're going to find God. That's where you're going to find the love of your life. No. I, I, I already found God. I already found a love of my life. And other girls that I found love with. But my reality is this. I'm below average looking person because of my disability. There are average, uglier people in the world. There are uglier men in the world than me who are not disabled, who are profoundly better looking than I am because they're not disabled. And I'm still better looking than them. them. So I know my confidence level. I know I'm better looking than some guys. Not all guys, but some guys. Some guys... You know what? They're 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 not, you know, they don't look good, but they have a girlfriend because what? As long as that girlfriend is okay with the way he looks, it really doesn't matter. So if he's a couple hundred if he's 100 pounds overweight, but people seem to like him or people acknowledge that he's acceptable in their society because there's other f- fat people in their community, that's acceptable. But if you're a disabled man with with a limped arm, you're not acceptable in your own society because being disabled and being with someone of your spouse, you don't see that. You don't see men with disabilities with women who are not disabled. It's not acceptable. Black people and white people are more acceptable to date each other than a disabled man and an attractive woman. Two gay people are more acceptable than a, an a, than a disabled man with a, beautiful, with a beautiful girl. Two lesbians are more acceptable, acceptable to be with each other than a person who with a limp arm with a beautiful girl. That's more, that's two people who are gay are as much more acceptable than a person who's disabled with a person who's not disabled. Think about that. I am, I am from the bottom of the, I am like the, I'm like a sucker fish who eats from the ground of the ocean, the ground from the, of the rivers. That's what I am. I'm a, I'm a fish that sucks the dirt off the grounds of the river or the streams or the creek. That's true. You don't see men who are disabled. You see men who become disabled with their their spouse that still loves them because they remember them as non-disabled. But you don't see men who are disabled from birth with someone that they truly love. Men who are disabled from birth, we always have to hide our feelings. We have to protect our feelings. Because we've been there too many times. You show a girl just a little bit too much an effort to show them that you actually like them, is very dangerous. A, 
she could laugh at you and make you feel like shit. B, she could tell all her friends what a pathetic loser you really are or how she really thinks of you. Or C, she can tell people that you're harassing her and you're not doing anything wrong. But there's not a D. You know what a D is supposed to be? D is supposed to be she really likes you and it's okay. No, it doesn't work that way, folks. That's why I don't like people telling me I should go to church to me, a girl. Because you know what? All those girls that I, that I grew up in the church with, they all ignored me too. They didn't want nothing to do with me. Nope. So why would they? You know what's funny? They think that because I'm disabled, they think that I should just date anything that will spread her legs up and she smells like fish. If you don't understand what I'm talking about that, then you've never had a relationship with a girl. You don't understand the the meaning behind it. So, so what am I supposed to do? Be some girl's second-hand or third-hand strain? So, am I supposed to date girls who are somewhat second party from their divorces and been divorced or abused or should I date a girl who once wants addicted to drugs and I'm the best option for her because I don't do drugs? Am I the guy that she's supposed to like because I'm disabled? She's supposed to feel sorry for me? Oh, she has no luck with other men. So then she has to work from the bottom up and I'm from the bottom up. I don't like people telling me I should go to church to meet different girls or to meet my love of my life. It's not fair. It's not funny. It's not cute. I don't like people telling me that I should go to church because I'm going to find Jesus and Jesus is going to make my life better. I don't. To me, that's just not cool. I did not choose to be disabled. I did not choose to be someone that people are not going to really physically be attracted to. I know, I know that I'm not physically attractive. I know that I wobble, and I know that I have this limp motion of walking, and I know that I stutter at times. So I don't need to be humiliated more by people telling me that I should be with somebody that doesn't even exist. I could go to 100 churches, and out of those 100 churches, what am I going to do? Meet a girl that still lives at home with her parents, and she's 35, and she smells like potato chips? Or she's somewhat mentally disabled? Am I supposed to date a mentally disabled girl? Am I supposed to date a girl that is physically disabled? Is she supposed to date me because she's this physically disabled? It's just not cool, man. Don't tell people to go to church 
so that you feel better about yourself. It's not funny. It's not cool. It's not, it just isn't cool. But you know what? I'm going to say this. You know what happens to men like me who are born with disability and we figured out that 9 out of 10 times girls are not going to look at us? You know what happens to us? We end up going to strip joints in our 20s. Well, we really do. We just go there of sheer loneliness. And we don't have to admit it. It's not something that we admit right away. We just go there because there's pretty girls, right? In their bikinis. And back then, they didn't have to wear bikinis. They were all topless and half of the other strip joints. They were completely nude. And when you're in your 20s, you don't see it as a weird place to be. You just think it's normal because you're, you're, uh, your testosterone is running out wild. Okay? But that's where guys like me go in our 20s. You know, you just, you just don't get it. You just don't, I just, I just don't get, just don't get why people tell me to go to church. I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't like people telling me to do stuff. Church to me is a joke. You get these preachers and priests that pretend they're great people, but they're not. They're, half of them are in closet homosexuals. The other half are closet uh, pedophiles. The other half are trying to date their, their, the people, the, they're, they're trying to date women who are married to another guy. Oh, they're always trying to hide something or some, I don't know what they're trying to do. But you know what? If you're a disabled man, I hope to God that you really do find someone that loves you. I really do. And if that means she's the prettiest girl in the room, so be it. If you can find that girl that does not care about other people's opinions of how you look like as a guy, you might be the luckiest man in the world. Because I've met plenty of women that may, may have liked me more than just a friend. But they didn't, either they didn't want to take a chance or I was just too dumb to read the read between the lines. Because you know what happens to people like me as well? Is that even if a girl gives us good compliment or gives us good vibes, we always have to play that catch 21. You got to ask yourself, does she really like me? Or is she just pointing my leg? Is she doing this as a, as a joke? Or does she really like me? That's what happens to people. That's what happens to a lot of guys who are disabled. When you get played too many times, you just you re, you you catch their vibe, but 
But you don't know if it's just fake or, or real. You really don't. You really don't. So, I hope people have a good Easter. But, I hope people understand that. You don't have to be alone. If you're a disabled man, and you feel like you're alone, I would highly suggest you to to join groups. If it's bowling group, if it's a golf league, if it's a bingo league or bowling league or any type of festival event. And even if you don't feel like you should be there, you should go. You really should. You really should make your life worth something. Don't ever wait for somebody to do something for you. You shouldn't. That's why I moved downtown Grand Rapids. Because I was wasting my life in Wyoming, Michigan. I would go to work, eat healthily, sit in my apartment six out of seven days of the week, and then work out more. And then I would go to a bar and drink there once a week. And then it turned out to be three times a week. Then I was around people that didn't like their lives. They were negative. Their half of them were married and didn't like their spouse. That's why that was my life for a good ten years. And now that I live in downtown, I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking even to girls that I know that don't like me physically, but. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to talk to them. Because I like women. In Jenison or Hudsonville, I couldn't do that. In Jenison or Hudsonville, everyone's, everyone's married. And women don't go out at Tally's or other restaurants in Hudsonville just to chit-chat with with people, they just don't because they're married. You know? So I, I hope, if anything I'd say, I hope if you're a disabled man, I hope that you try. And if you're in your 20s and you're disabled, I really want you to go for it. I want you to try me as many girls that you can. Talk to any girl that you like. And do not waste your time like I did. Because I'm in my 40s. And I'm basically past my prime of my life. And to be honest with you, I'm not going to wait around for any girl from my past to show up and say, in my 60s, I really liked you 30 years ago. I really wanted to date you, but I didn't have the confidence to because my mom or my dad or my brothers and my sisters, my family or my friends didn't want me to date you. But they're all dead now, and it's okay for us to date now. I don't want, I don't ever want to meet any girl from my past and try to rekindle that relationship. If some girl 
I'm gonna tell you guys something. When some girl in your twenties, you're in, if you're in your twenties right now, and some girl is telling you that she really likes you, but her family doesn't, and she'd rather honor her family and friends and opinions of other people over their her love for you. She's not worth it. And don't ever wait for her to ever come back. It's over. If she missed it, if she missed the boat, let her miss it. And if you find that girl that really likes you in your 20s, you're golden. Because you can spend the rest of your life together. But don't ever, don't ever take her, don't ever take her love for you For granted. I'm telling you that truth. Don't take her love for you for granted. And don't ever wait from some girl that 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 you really think that she really likes you, but then, then she treats you like garbage around her friends and her family or her parents and her brothers. If she likes you together and you're just together and then her family shows up or a friend shows up and she kind of treats you like you don't exist she really doesn't like you she really doesn't here's my word of wisdom thank you for listening to crazy dre podcast y'all it's like 30 minutes long it's not too long happy easter everybody uh I hope people find what they're looking for. Uh, if you are a disabled man, I mean, I feel bad for you. I really do because I'm disabled too. Uh, email me at crazydraypodcastshow at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any concerns of your own life or any questions or anything, email me. I'll get back to you. Uh, peace, love, I'm out of here.